Welcome to We Digress with Joy and Jess. Join hosts and longtime friends Joy Simpson and Jess Perry as they tackle the stuff of life the only way they know how, with honesty, faith, and humor. This is We Digress with Joy and Jess. Oh, and that makes me joy. I don't have a lot to get it out there like I normally will, but I do, but I'll be you, back. You have been fighting some gnarly laryngitis. It's been insane. This How is, many weeks now? It's been almost six, I think. Man. Started as a sinus infection. And I just, like, I woke up one morning and I couldn't talk. Like, it was, it was bad. And I didn't sing for a good five, four and a half, almost five weeks. I think the hardest part of all of it was trying to teach music and theater and get my kids ready for their spring show. And I couldn't talk. I was banging on tables. So I looked angry and I wasn't. I was frustrated with myself and I kept kind of snapping at people, but I was frustrated because I couldn't talk. Then yeah. my staff, I'm like, they're like, okay, Miss Joy, we got you. Because I was on vocal rest for a whole week. I wasn't supposed to talk at all. And I'm like, I, I cannot talk. So I'm trying to talk with apps. I'm trying to get I'm this close to a microphone. Like, to enough to get enough out. And it was freaking my younger kids out. Because Aww. for a lot of it, I sounded like a dude. Like, what? When I first yeah. started, it was it was manly. Then it went to whisper tones, which whispering's not good for your voice. No. At all. No. So uh, that was rough. I was talking with the headset mic. I was, then when that wasn't loud enough, I was using our regular mic in rehearsals. But my staff was supposed to be like talking for me. Right. But it's hard when, and I try to explain the show. I try to break it down for them so that I'm not the only one who knows how everything runs. But at the end of the day, I'm the only one that knows how everything runs. And so that was probably the hardest part. I mean, I have this concert coming up this weekend and I sat in the first three rehearsals completely silent just so I could be in rehearsal to get the material down. Right. I was brave enough to start singing last week. But I was not, I'm still been half voice. And then I was doing a little bit better in the last couple of days. It's gotten back to this raspy that it is right now. And we have a pre-show tonight that I didn't know about until like last week. And then we have a concert Saturday. Today is, yeah, today's Friday. Friday. So we're recording this on June 9th. So I, um, God bless Jesus. I've been... I've been praying. I've been pleading with the Lord. I've been like Job and it's only been my voice. I've been like, you know, like what, what is it, God, that what I even tell Jessica, I'm like, did I do something? God is punishing me right now. Like, what is it? Um, And it was amazing though. My conductor, because Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, Jesus, what day is it? Wednesday at rehearsal, my song was probably one of the only songs that didn't go well. The monitors weren't working. What sound man, and you'll understand this. So there's eight background singers. There's So there's the full choir, and there's some pieces that are just like a praise team, right? We're doing like some worship flow stuff, which is a little different than what we normally do. We do solos and we do choir. We don't necessarily do like a praise team type situation. So the sound guy at the theater, whenever the backgrounds would come in, 
he turned the lead mic down. So not only is the monitor, I can't hear them, I'm hearing from the house in this like 8,000 seat theater. I'm hearing from the house, band doesn't have a monitor. So she can't, the band director, Jane, she can't hear me at all. Then the backgrounds are booming, still hearing them in the house. So I'm like frustrated. My song's not going well. And Wednesday, I had a hard day anyway, Jessica, to tell you. Yeah. I, I was super emotional. I, it's been a hard week. And so then I took all of that and I went to rehearsal. And then that didn't work out. And I was just in the dressing room crying. And it it, it was just rough. And Tramika, my god sister who's in town, and my friend Maze, he's one of the directors for the choir. And he was just like, Joy, you're human. Because I, I went back to a place that I don't like. I went back to a very non-confident, a very unsure a very perplexed person that I'm like, God, I am not this person anymore. There was no tools in my mind that I wrote to tell you all about. <laughs> there was no nothing that I could think of to get myself out of this hole other than telling my friends to pray because I couldn't, I, I am just like, you know, I, the frustration with my voice and not being able to sing, the, you know, the way I normally am. And so it's all been very frustrating. That's, yeah. that's, that's what we're going to say about that. It's all I'm been sorry. very frustrating. It's going to be okay. I know it's frustrating. I mean, laryngitis is so frustrating because it's it like not just not just for the ta uh, no, practical or tangible things, but like that is so much a part of your identity and who you are as a person when you're not able to sing and when you're not able to right. sing the way that you want to. That's right. a lot. It's really it heavy. Is. It's a lot to carry. It's hard. And it's like you forget how much of your identity it is when you can't do it. Right. And I had told my therapist that. And I told her, I'm going to tell her on Monday because we haven't had therapy in three weeks because she's been on vacation. I said, you picked the wrong three weeks to go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'm sorry. And I, I mean, I could have reached out to her supervisor to do a session, but then I didn't. Yeah. I didn't want to have to fill them in on everything and then have it's, to, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I was just like, I'll wait till Dr. Laura come back. But um, she was like, you know, before she went on vacation, I was still having, you know, I was still, I was having laryngitis still. And she was like, you know, I know it's frustrating not being able to sing is a huge part of who you are. She's like, but get back to the other things that you like to do, like writing, which is a thing. So I'm working on another book, as Jess knows, because she's my partner. I wrote a couple things in there and I've been journaling almost every night, like try to do five minutes of journaling. And then I've been writing there's a whole list in my phone notes for Dr. Laura. Cause as she's, cause she told me as I'm gone and things come up, write it down so we could talk about it when I get back. And it, it's even though writing is a huge part of me too, not singing is rough. Like it's, and then there was also another connection to my father. So yeah. then that's also like, and it's just been a lot. I've been very weepy all week. Um, Father's day is coming up. So yeah. And then my fifth grade students, I don't know what it is about this year in these students. I've been teaching at that particular school for almost 10 years. I have never cried so much over a fifth grade class in my entire, like one of my girls yesterday, I've had her since she was four. And when she first started, she was super shy. She stayed underneath me all the time. She didn't want to go play with kids. She mm -hmm. didn't want to talk. She didn't want to do anything. 
putting her in a show was like pulling teeth. <laughs> she has gone from that to being my entertainer of the year, being the lead in the last maybe three shows, voice of a complete angel. I'm always fussing at her though. Consonants, consonants, because she'll like, she did It's the Climb in our last show uh, by Miley Cyrus. And I was like, she said something. I was like, blah, 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 blah. What? Like, come on, like break those words down. So I reminded her when she left yesterday, cause I'm not going to make graduation today. Um, and her mom, she, her mom cried too. Cause she was like, you've been her yeah. person for six years. Yeah. And, um, I just looked in her eyes and I just said, I'll always be here. Even if I'm not at the school, your mom knows how to reach me. Be great. Constance. And I'm so proud of you. And I just, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> about eight of them yesterday. Even one of my ones, I said, don't be a bully in middle school and start fights. And she's like, I'm gonna try Miss Joy. I'm gonna try. <laughs> but, so this week has just been rough and not adding, not being able to sing. It's just been, it is definitely a huge part of my identity. And I, I told uh, Tremika and just, and I posted on Facebook. I had to explain to my students at one point, getting ready for the show, me not being able to sing. It's like you all with no phone. Oh my God, Miss Joy, I would die. Like they just freaked out. <laughs> we are so sorry. We are going to do better. We are going to be quiet. It lasted for like an hour and a half. But, oh, yeah. You know. I mean, you got an hour and a half out of it. It was the thought that counts. So yeah, praise God. I'm just, like you said, it, I also know spiritually, not to be super deep, a lot of this is spiritual warfare. Yeah. It's it's not just physical. Like I'm doing all the physical things, right? I'm, I'm doing the nebulizer. I am doing mm -hmm. teas. I'm not putting ice in any drinks. I'm drinking room temp water. I am not, you know, I haven't had any dairy. I, I mean, I, I did slip and have some coffee because I was like, I can't not, oh, it's been five no, weeks yeah. no coffee. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not going to make it. But no, <laughs> especially the other day at work, I was exhausted. I was in pain. I was like, I need a venti, please. Like, I need, I need it. Oh, but I've been trying to stay away from all the things, but I do believe some of it is spiritual. And I've just been praying and, you know, things like that. And, and our conductor at the end of rehearsal, she was like, I don't know what it is every time we get ready. Because the gospel concert, we call it like our signature concert. We do classical throughout the year. Our gospel concert is like the one thing like everybody like really comes for. And because we're known for like spirituals and stuff. And she said, I don't know what it is about this concert, but the warfare is just always so great. She said, I feel it for myself, but I also feel it in you guys. Because you should have seen us Wednesday. Half of the choir is half voice. You had four or five people wearing masks because they're getting over something. Then, and it's unfortunate, and I'm not trying to please if anybody from my choir ever watches this, some of the strongest singers are having the hardest time vocally yeah. it's it's literally insane like so it, it's it's been rough that took longer than it needs to be but it's been rough but here's that it's gonna be all right it's gonna be good you know i we are in the middle of a spiritual warfare armor of god series at church and mm. talking about putting on the full armor of god you know and what that looks like and preparing us yeah. for the spiritual battles that we face and you know the reality is you know, when we can't find a parking spot at the mall, that's probably not spiritual warfare, but it is like stuff like this really It's annoying. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like stuff like this, where it's, it's kind of sustained and it's 
for a season and like you are just trying to make it through and struggling, I think, you know, it's, it is a, a battle, especially when it comes to what you guys are getting ready to do and the unique um, opportunity that you have as a professional choir singing gospel music in a to a to a people in a place that wouldn't necessarily be about that. Yeah. And and that is really um that's really like impactful. And I think that yeah. we definitely have an enemy that doesn't want to see that impact be made. And so no. Um, and this but, concert feels different and all of our gospel concerts are usually really awesome and it's wonderful music and those of us who truly worship do worship we don't just put on a show but for some this concert feels different in a in not a bad way but it feels like there's going to be some some real you know i mean right. just the fact that tramika is actually here which is, this is so the first cool. time she's I'm been so able to make a concert that. in a couple years and she's singing goodness of god and it's we didn't make it in rehearsal. Everybody was crying and worshiping. And those of us oh. who are believers, there's only a few who are not in the choir that aren't actual believers, but they just kind of sing the music with us. But I mean, we 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 were like, how we have one more song after this? How are we gonna do this? On the, yeah. On the day of the show. So it is. So you you have those dynamics that are happening. You know, like even the, it was crazy because the enemy tried to make her feel like she shouldn't come anymore because of some drama that was going on and that's all I'm like it's been so much warfare like I can't it, it's just been insane but like you said it's because of I, I had to remind myself in prayer the other night and st I had to step out of feeling sorry for myself and step out of feeling frustration step out of feeling like a fraud because I'm the confidence girl who's not confident today um all of those things that were running right. through my mind and I had to remember at the end of the day all of this is for you even if it wasn't a gospel concert, everything that I do right. is for him. No matter what I'm singing, no matter where I am, like Absolutely. it is all for him. Because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be able to do any of the things that I right. do. He right. literally, every time we wake up, breathes life into us. It is not an alarm clock. Alarm clocks can go off and people can still not awake. Right. You know what I mean? There's it no truly is the yet. goodness and the mercy and the grace and the favor of God that we are who we are and that we do what we do. So when people, even the things that Jessica and I do together and I, I have conversations with people like, you guys are so great. I love your stuff. I love this. I can't wait for what else you're going to do. And she doesn't always believe me sometimes, but I, people do have these conversations with me and they believe in us. And I always tell them it is only because we have been graced and we have been called to do the things that we're doing. It is not a vision of our own. And when right. there are things that are not in alignment with God, I ask him, even when it comes to our stuff together, not just my stuff, not just my own stuff, not my personal life. When it comes to our stuff together, I ask God, if there's something that we're working on that is not in your will at this time or in your will, and it's just our vision, he makes it very clear. We have had delays for things. We've had, you know, different things that we're like, okay, we had to readjust some things because we, I know there are times we go ahead, but the reality is, it is all because of him that we're able to create. It is because of him we're able to sing. It's because of him we're able to preach. It's because of him we're able to teach because he's the one who gives it all to us. And so 
I don't take any of that lightly. And I had to refresh my memory. You know, you refresh your page when your computer screen gets stuck and you hit refresh and everything works again. I had to refresh my mind the other night when I got home after rehearsal. And I was like, it's okay to be emotional. It's okay to go through the things. Duh, you told people it's going to have not confident days, but it's not okay to stay there. I had to release it all to him and just believe that he's going to bring me through this weekend. And Jessica, I tell you, we were on tour, gospel choir, 20. <laughs> oh, yeah. 20, like 22 years ago, probably 22 years ago. And at the time, I had a goiter about this big yeah. sitting on my vocal cords that we really didn't know. I just thought I was fat and had a fat neck. And every time we Turns would sing, out. I would sing one time and my voice would go out for yeah. a you couple You got a laryngitis pretty bad there. And actually, we all did. My and of course, the enemy brought that back to my mind. Like, oh, you're having thyroid problems again, and I'm feeling my throat, making sure there's no lumps or anything. You, sh- I mean, this month has been oh, yeah. this past month has been crazy. Yeah. And every time we had a concert, every time we had a performance, especially on that particular tour, I don't know where a voice would come. I wouldn't be able to talk all day. I don't know where a voice would come from. Of course, I know. God will bring me through mm-hmm. in that moment. I'd sing every little solo I had and I'd be done until the next concert a day or so later or the next day. And it was truly only the miraculous power of God. Of course, later we found out that I had a thyroid issue and that the goiter needed to be removed. And again, they told me I wouldn't be able to sing anymore. Really? Maybe it would take a year or two. And I said, I don't have a year. I go back to school in August Something's going to have to give. And I wasn't as strong as I had been, but I made it because I wasn't losing my scholarship because I had to sing. And so I said all that to say that if he's done it before, he'll do it again. I just have to have the right mindset to know that it is him and not me. I set me aside. I pushed me back because it's all for his glory. And and that's, that's what I had to refresh my memory for the other night. I was like, you, you have to, I cried out everything I needed to cry out. And if I cry again, it's fine. Cause I cried at school yesterday because I'm not going to work today. So yesterday was my last day with a bunch of my kids. I was emotional. And all my parents were like, I know I even cried at my show. Did I tell you that? No. Oh my God. The end of our show I don't know what it was about this year. And I'm like, God, am I emotional because this may really be my last one here? Or (laughs) is it just this group of kids or I'm proud? Child, that curtain closed. They bowed. I moved to the side and just. (sighs) My mother texts me from the back. Why are you crying? Are you okay? What's wrong? (laughs) Because she could see me in the back of the theater. Then my boss calls me up tells all the people that I wrote all the shows. I do this, I do that, I do that. And I just look at my kids and I'm just, I'm blubbering in front of the entire audience, an auditorium full of people. And I am crying like a baby. <laughs> oh, and then he told them, you know, because I wasn't there at the Christmas show and I was trying to direct from the phone and that I had lost my dad. And I, it was a mess. It was a mess. So thank God. This is not what we were talking about today. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Just playing it's, some yeah. catch up. We, we are because we've we've had life that has been going on. So mm-hmm. we've had to take a few weeks off to <laughs> record a not bad life, not, you know, 
between part of it is you've not been able to talk people i haven't been able to talk and just because like you're not going to damage your voice trying to talk (laughs) well and i've been out of town we were up at the lift conference in atlanta and all this kind of stuff so it's we've just you know it's 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 so hard to do what we do like I, i always i feel guilty so much of the time because i want to focus more time and energy on our stuff Mm-hmm. But I work a now, you know, this job that I have now is wonderful and it's what I've prayed for, but it's a lot. I've got a lot on my plate. And so I'm working yeah. a lot of hours and I'm I'm using all of my creative muscles. And so it's hard to use my creative muscles all day, every day, and then come and try to use my creative muscles here. And it's just my brain is so, um, you know, borked by the end of a day. And I feel like I don't have enough to give. And so it's like we're trying to put when we put all of our stuff together and we're trying and, you know, there's, there's deadlines that I have missed with joy and things that we're wanting to do. And so it's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta figure out some kind of balance for things here. Um, because I, I could work 14 hour days if I really just let myself and John actually right now has been working 14 hour days. And so it's, yeah, he's just been so busy with all of this stuff at their office, you know, they're understaffed for the amount of workload that they have. And, Mm. you know, so he's, he's feeling it. He's really feeling it a lot. So we're, we're trying to find balance and we, we actually have booked a vacation. I might actually get to go on my honeymoon. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. So for, to go back seven years, um, (laughs) When John and I got married, he has a, so he has this rare autoimmune disorder. And when John and I got married, right before we got married, he started to flare. Um, Mm -hmm. And he was very, very sick. And originally for our honeymoon, we had been scheduled to go to uh, the Southern Caribbean and take a two week cruise and all this kind of stuff. Well, when he started flaring again, we had to cancel that because he couldn't go. So we canceled it and we just stuck around because he had treatment infusion treatments so we'd have an infusion mm-hmm. treatment on like tuesday every tuesday every other tuesday no yeah every tuesday for four weeks and mm-hmm. so um we couldn't go anywhere we would do like we did like little two-day trips and he was so sick and could barely function mm-hmm. like he couldn't even drive to san diego we went to carlsbad one time from from orange county california and so like we couldn't even it was like a hour and a half trip he couldn't drive and mm-hmm. i had to drive so it was very sick. So we tried to reschedule that and we were going to go to Hawaii. And then around that time we started doing our fertility treatments and we realized that we couldn't afford both. So we canceled the cruise, got our money back, paid for fertility treatments. And we all know how that went. So then we rescheduled again for Hawaii because I was mm-hmm. like, I want to go on a cruise somewhere tropical. And we were supposed to go in April of 2020. So, well, yeah. Then 2020 uh, happened. Then 2020, 2020. <laughs> um, so now we are in January. We are scheduled to go um, for uh, seven days, I think, to like St. Thomas and Puerto Rico and stuff. It's, That's wonderful. Yeah. And actually, it's a really good deal. We got a really, really good deal. And That's a facing view, which we had had before, which we really wanted to do again. So, But we're trying to like find some places to some trips John really needs to like have that break and be gone from his mental health. And so Mm -hmm. we have, we were supposed to go out to, we were supposed to go out to Vegas on our anniversary for that, uh, um, music festival. Yeah. 
Airfare is playing that a while ago. Airfare is stupid. I missed the window to book. Nuts. It was going to cost us between twenty five hundred and four thousand dollars to fly out there for two days for this music festival. I know inflation is inflationing right now, but the flights everywhere, it doesn't matter where, like the yeah. flights everywhere. Cause even LA to Vegas is not great right now. Normally that's a, a big deal, Yeah, but it, it's, it's, <sighs> I was trying to still get out there for August and the tickets to Georgia right oh, now no. are like stupid insane. We barely got our tickets to Hawaii for July. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> the stupid. prices were like, put it this way. Like, we it was going to cost us 2500 probably around 3000 cuz i i refuse to fly american anymore like i can't they we had a friend who actually came out to visit us this last week and he got screwed by americans so hard both going everybody and i coming. know was messed up by them yeah it's crazy. and so like i if i can at all help it i refuse to fly american cuz i'm like i am not putting myself through that and paying out the nose through the uh, experience <laughs> right. so that was going to cost us, like like I said, $2,500 to fly from Savannah to Vegas. We mm. are taking a one-week cruise to the Caribbean. Now we're going to have to drive to our location, which is fine. But it was going to cost us $3,000 for both of us for a week. Food included, everything included, gratuities. Like, we pimped it out, got the fancy drink package and That's Wi-Fi nice. package and stuff. So I'm like, I could spend a week for three grand, or I could fly to Vegas for two days um no it's been the same amount of money no yeah so we're selling our festival tickets expensive (laughs) these days and i i know inflation is high like um i was talking to um one of the girls that i I have a wonderful friends that bake things and she was just kind of complaining about like how people don't want to pay the prices and it's not that she's just trying to upcharge to upcharge eggs are high butter is high you know (laughs) like it's bad super excited that that I found two dozen eggs for four dozen for four dollars at Costco. Like wow. that was an amazing deal last week. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm like baking all the cookies, man. I, yeah, I'm it's... sitting for Rebecca and Leon and well, I have some friends coming over on Monday because Tramika's going back on Tuesday. Hmm. So on Monday we're having like a little get together at the house. Fun. And I'm like, oh groceries. <laughs> Cause I'm like I mean, my friend Sam, who's a caterer, he's doing a lot of the cooking. Of course, everybody's like, Joy, what are you making? I'm like, do I have to cook? Sam's cooking. Like, this is what he does. Like, I don't <laughs> But I might cook something. But I was just like, I have to. Just the going to the grocery store at this point is daunting. It's just oh, like, yeah. oh. I don't know what it's going to be. Our grocery store. You get like five like things tripled. and it's $80. It's ridiculous. Even yeah. Costco's going up and you're like. <laughs> oh for real like it's just so stupid two dozen eggs for four something at costco is like a miracle right now oh i snatched them up i was like they had a limit they're like you can't get more than like two and i we can't go through that many eggs so i just bought the yeah. one but i was like good gravy like when we mm-hmm. see stuff on sale at this point we just grab it and if we're not going to cook it that week we just freeze it because you, you know it's like just have it and take oh, yeah. it down whatever uh the grocery store right by our house called publix which if for those of you who listen and who have a Publix, I've isn't heard it, about Publix. it's the best grocery Every, store. Everybody loves TikTok has made me want to go to Publix. Jessica and TikTok has made me want to go to Bucky's or Busey's, whatever his name Bucky's. is. I want to I want to meet the beaver. I want to have all the things. <laughs> I want beaver nuggets. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, I want all the things. But everybody Publix. makes the public salads look good, the public oh, yeah. sandwiches. Then there's like I saw one girl, she did like a view. Of her public, she's in Georgia, but I think she's in like Atlanta or something. Yeah, oh, and there's some I fancy ones like, up there. I was like, 
this looks like a Whole Foods, but not. It's cool. So, yeah, I wish we had Publix in L.A., but yeah. we don't. No. I was They're even looking pricier. to see if it was a Bucky's, possibly, maybe in Hawaii somewhere that I can oh, try and go no. find. But it's not. I tried to find one in Texas. They don't have oh. them, really. Texas, that's where there's Well, not from. near San Antonio. Oh. Yeah. I was in San Antonio. It was like, there was like going to be like a two-hour drive. Me and Rodney almost did it, though. Because we were tempted, because well, we wanted the brisket sandwich, the I've nuggets, all of the stuff. I've done a two-hour drive for Bucky's on multiple occasions. So that when I finally get to go to Georgia, Jessica already knows. We already have a few things that we have on yeah. the list to do. But Bucky's is literally the top, top of the list. <laughs> and now Publix. And I have to go to the Piggly Wiggly just to go to the Piggly Wiggly because I'm a kid of the 80s and 90s and i love driving miss davy dave uh, miss daisy and the piggly wiggly was like the funniest thing to me in the world because i didn't know it was a real thing and my mom was like joy it's real i was like it's what there's a store called the piggly wiggly i gotta go there (laughs) it is it's uh piggly wiggly is fantastic and uh, i actually have not shopped at the piggly wiggly john has my dad has i know Um, mom has yeah well so she sent dad she said, to, so the reason that this is like a Mayhan family, like the Piggly Wiggly has a place. So when I was uh, probably middle school, early high school, maybe, mm-hmm. I think junior high, I think probably, we took a family vacation, a driving vacation from Southern California up through like Wyoming, Montana. Um, we did Yellowstone and then we kind of came back around through Utah and, uh, New Mexico and then met, we took my cousin with me, my cousin, Rochelle, she's like 11 months younger than I am. And so she Mm -hmm. came with us and then we met the family back up again in Vegas or Flagstaff or something like that. And so, Mm -hmm. um, but on the trip, my mom, when so I can't remember exactly the details, but when we were in Cody, Wyoming, she was convinced that there was a Piggly Wiggly in the Cody in Cody, Wyoming. And like mm. she made this big deal about the Piggly Wiggly in Cody, Wyoming. And I'm fuzzy on the details now because it's been a while. My dad would remember. But it became this like iconic family joke about my mom like she had a dream that she was going to the Piggly Wiggly or that there was a Piggly Wiggly. And like, no. And, and we went no. out of the way to like find no. this Piggly Wiggly. And this is before cell phones and internet, right? Because this is like late 90s. And so right. we're like pulling up the, you know, like the Rand McNally. God, I love Mom and, Karen. and so when we moved here and the we brought them the first time and we're driving down the street. I'm like, mom, there's a Piggly Wiggly right there. And it, we all just like erupt because there's this Piggly Wiggly. So yeah, so they definitely have shopped there a few yeah, times. John's going to have to take me. Yeah, we'll go to the Piggly Wiggly. And yes. um, yeah, it's actually the Piggly Wiggly is just down the street from my favorite barbecue place here in town called Roy's mm-hmm. Nuts and Butts. <laughs> all right. That's a, that's a good barbecue name. The reason that I it's called... It. <laughs> Roy's Nuts and Butts is because they sell uh, deep fried peanuts. Okay. And which is butts, a very southern thing to do. Which is a pork butt, which is a pork yes. shoulder. Uh, yeah, I figured the pork butt thing. I wasn't sure, but the nuts. Yeah, but... Roy's Nuts and Butts. 
Yeah, deep fried peanuts and boiled peanuts are a yeah. very southern thing. Like I have a friend from Mississippi. I can't get and I remember it. the first flight we all took together in choir. He's in Sherdale. He's he sings so well, you just want to slap him all the time. Like oh, it really yeah. pisses me off, like how amazing he is. Like yeah. in rehearsals, we literally want to be like throwing shoes at him and stuff. It's it is what it is. But on our first flight, he's from Mississippi, grew up in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Literally, he's only a few years older than I am, but he like he gave told us a story like his first job as a child was picking cotton in Mississippi for a company, like yeah. as a kid. And I was like, What? Like, what? <laughs> anyway, so we were on our first time, the first time I went to Carnegie Hall. Yeah. And we were on a flight to New York. And he he always makes sure he has snacks, but he always kind of shares with people. Like in rehearsal the other night, he brought us all hot water, you know, our whole little squad. He brought hot water, tea. Aww. Snickers because he's a candy fan and um Good cough drops for all of us and honey. Um so that's just kind of the, the sweetie he is, right? Oh but he pulls out this bag of boiled peanuts. Girl, I had never seen my family's from the South, okay? My grandfather grew up in the sticks of Louisiana. But the boiled peanuts that's was not thing in Louisiana. No. It's the Mississippi thing, I think. Yeah, I think Georgia's it's like Mississippi, Alabama that type situation. Yeah. Because I was like, I thought your family was from the South. I said, my family is from the South, but we didn't, I don't, I have never, I mean, I've never (laughs) heard of this. It was like the soggiest, weirdest tasting thing I have ever tasted in my entire life. I do not recommend highly. No. Not. So. Especially if you have a texture problem. I have a thing with textures. Like I don't like pudding because I don't like the texture of pudding. Though I like ice cream. I don't know. Well, that's very different texture. It's a different thing and ice cream tastes better, but I don't like like custards and like oh. any like flan. Oh, I can't like that. Oh, I can't. I just can't. You can give me all of Joy's flan. I'll take it. And I have all given you flan of the flan. Between the her and Jen, they'll eat all my cheese. They'll eat any of my custardy, creamy things. You know, it's to the point where Jessica, uh, Jen calls me racist because it's a lot of white things I don't eat. And I'm like, I'm not racist. I just, she's like, we have a problem against white foods. I like, I, I'm like, I eat vanilla ice cream. <laughs> uh, racist. That's right. I forgot about that. Racist, that is off white. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I um, eat that. Yeah. The boiled peanut thing is like big out here. And I cannot get behind it. I've tried. It's and weird, right? I think they get tourists by like, oh, yeah, you eat the shell and all. And I'm like, no. And I asked no. it. I asked my coworkers. I was like, settle this for me. Because I see people saying eat the shell. And they're like, no, you don't eat the shell. And I'm like, but it's still disgusting. It's so good. And I'm like, mm Once you have honey roasted, like, you cannot go back. Like, roast It's those like peanuts. eating a mushy nut. It's like, you know how when kids are sucking on something and then Get you soggy. pretend... And, and they saw, and then you pretend like, oh, give give auntie some, you know. And it's like they put it close to your mouth, and it's all like baby mush. That's what boiled peanuts taste like to me. That's exactly what. It is. Amora sure. tried to give me like a jelly bean or something nasty out of her hand. It was all soggy. The other day, I was like, mm, too good for God, mommy. Too good, too good. <laughs> right? Oh, uh-huh. no, she was you. my little tech. So. This is not what we're talking about today. We may not ever get to it. Just we're not going to get to the subject at all. We're thirty-five minutes in. Just, just go to go, go with us. It's a day of diversion <laughs> and digression. So Sunday at church, in, in, huh, I told Jessica about this. We had a guest pastor come, 
And the guest pastor did not tell us that his entire ministry was going to come with him. We contacted him ahead of time. We asked, you know, are you bringing anyone? Oh, just probably my assistant and my wife, like two, three people tops. Yeah, there was like 30, okay? 30 or more. And y'all don't have that big a space. No, not right now. No, we don't. So eventually, not putting all the drama out there, my mom ends up watching the service from the media room because she gives up her seat to some people and she's trying to coordinate stuff. Amora comes in the media room because we needed her seat too. And she's like, okay, God, mommy, I'll be your assistant. I just help. And I was like, okay. So she sits in my lap. I'm doing the scriptures on the computer or whatever. She said, which button I push? I said, mm, right now you don't need to push any buttons. Okay. I wait for you to tell me what to do. I said, okay. I appreciate it. Good luck, here. She was really trying to like help. I did let her push like the fade button or something. It was like, you know, but she was like, and then she left and she's like, I go bathroom. I come back. She never came back. So it was fine. I just finished my job. It's hard to get good help these days. Hard to get good help this, these days. The interesting thing though, uh, the guy, the guy who's been helping us, he's actually has had other people come help us too. So we, there's this one guy he sent to help us who we all love and we're all sad because he's not going to be there Sunday. So this Sunday is actually going to be me and Andrew in there, which is going to be very, and Andrew's my almost 14 year old nephew for those of you 14. who are listening and watching. Oh, I man. know. who just graduated from middle school two weeks ago. Ew, what? No. I know. I know. I know. He will be 14 at the end of June. Ugh. I can't believe it. So we're training him because I am, the, without me saying I need to step back, and having that conversation that I needed to have, God did it for me. And I will be stepping back soon from doing some of the things because we've been having a conversation at a church about staying in your lane. And some of the things that I've been doing, I can create the stuff. Some of the, all the pro presenter restream, all that stuff. That's not my ministry. I was stepping up because nobody was there. And I said, it was always eventually going to someone else. So I can, I'm, I think of my role at church as the producer. I produce service, right? I make sure that I coordinate with the pastor on how he wants to flow. Then I coordinate that information. I give it to our media team and how we're going to do things. I show them we had a media meeting. There's some things that he wants. I said, I'm going to tell you from a production side, pastor, that that's not going to work. This is, you know, Mm -hmm. there are times because we are working on another camera because there are times where ministry and worship is going forth and he's not saying anything and he's just standing there. And I'm like, pastor, that doesn't look good. So that's when I get creative and I start putting other things on the screen for the streaming people because they don't need to just watch you stand there not saying anything for five minutes. Right. So I'm like, you have to kind of, so that's where my, that's my role. I, I create, right. I produce. I don't, I don't need to do all this other stuff. I know how to do it. And I have a general knowledge now of some of the stuff when someone can't be there, you know, but from now on, I am pulling back a lot from that part Mm -hmm. because it was causing me so much anxiety. Oh yeah. It's a lot. It was like, we kind of have a better flow now, but the person that was doing it was doing everything. They were doing sound. They were doing media. They were doing all of that stuff. And they're no longer with us. Not that they passed away, but they're just not with us, which is a whole, oh, Lord, that's the thing. But it's just amazing how I was thinking last night as I was getting in bed and God was like, you see how I did that? And I was like, I didn't even think about it. 
until that moment like oh thank you because i we had we had a music meeting this week a media meeting this week i've been i'm, I'm zoomed out <laughs> my mother who is now the, or again the assistant pastor she had to be on another meeting i felt so bad for her cuz they were in one day she had to do a hospitality usher meeting and then five seconds later there was the media team meeting and i was like oh my god and we were on a media team meeting till almost 10 o'clock i was like can i go to bed now because the other thing (laughs) is people people roles were being blurred people were stepping into and doing things that were not in their position um and what i explained i said listen as the pastor of creative arts ministry Social media and media will is under the umbrella of those things, but I don't have to be, I don't have to do those things. Right. All I'm saying is coordinate with me. Let me know what's going on. So when I get questions, I know how to answer. Well, this person on media is doing this because this is what's going on. Um, For instance, our computer shut down in the middle of service last week, freaking out, screen in the sanctuary gets black, pitch black. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then it popped back, it finally rebooted and we got back in. So these are the things I said, just because when someone's over something doesn't mean that they're hands-on. That's a manager manages. That's what the pastor doesn't do everything in the church. He has other pastors, leaders, deacons, elders, ministers to do those things. Same concept, same concept. I'm here. We're all here together. Just talk and coordinate. I'm not, we have a branding coordinator. She handles graphics. The graphics that I do are for media stuff that needs to be done with content, commercials, whatever. That's what I do. If I need something from her, I ask her for it because she creates the logo. She creates whatever. Then I create what I need to create and I make sure that it all looks like it's all done seamlessly. Like nobody knows who created what. And so that was a lot. But yeah, I'm, I'm stepping back. I hadn't been able to tell you that. Um, because it was too much. <laughs> yeah, I know how to stay in my lane, but people like to put me in a lane that I don't belong, and I tell them that's not me. <laughs> that's I'm a worship leader, and I'm a creative. That's that's what I do. I was I, in church when I do others with with Jet. You know, I'm an author. I'm a co co owner. We 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 publish all the stuff we do. But I don't do it by myself. We are a team. So Mm -hmm. what I can't do, Jessica does and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Like we finally, we got a new date for the conference if you guys want to come in Mm. September, if you're in the Los Angeles area, Um, September 23rd. And Jessica got that part. Now it's on me to do the next part and make sure our speakers are up to date on what's going on. Like it's a partnership. That's what I had to try and get them to understand. I don't do any, I literally don't do anything on my own. Jesus, Jessica, like we right here. You know what I'm saying? Right. So this was so not our topic today. I'm so sorry. We have gone. You've been we this is a second updates episode, I think, because we've missed like for real three weeks between my voice and conferences and things like that. But I'm like <laughs> Yeah, it's been crazy. This is, not, this is not what we were talking about today. Maybe the Lord didn't want us to talk about that today. Maybe. It could maybe. be because he's done that before. Maybe. Or he's maybe we're just squirrely. And we talk a lot. But that's why you guys love us, I think. It's true. 
season four. Woo! Okay. <laughs> You'd think yeah. we'd be better at not digressing. But to be fair, it's literally it's the name. Literally the name of the show. Like we're not we're going to not digress. My students <laughs> they I showed them a picture of our we digress stuff. So I did a presentation a few weeks ago that we do these things called community events where we have people come in and talk to the kids about different types of careers and things that they do. So the person that was supposed to speak ended up pulling him out the day before and my boss asked me to do it. And he's like, you do so many things that the kids don't know you do. They just know that you sing sometimes and that you're a teacher. Right. Like, I need you to show them like who you are, you know? So I just showed them some stuff about like, Told them, you know, classical to rock and doing background for different people. And um, I could not find, I was so mad. I could not find my picture with me and Winona Judd um, when I was in her dress. We were practicing in her dressing room. I could not find it for anything. But anyway, that's because that's really one of my favorite memories because I am a huge oh, Judd yeah. fan. I was a huge well, Judd fan as a kid. And so, so freaking cool. I get a call at like five o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, like, hey, do you think you can back up Winona Jet at the House of Blues today? Can I? Like, what? Are we'll you make it happen. Yeah. Uh, so it was like eight of us because she wanted for like five songs, she had like some gospel feel to it. So she wanted some like, but, and we didn't rehearse with her. We think we're going to go rehearse with her on stage. She's like, oh, just bring everybody in my dressing room. And we're like, you want us to do what now? we're all in our own little yeah. background people dressing room and the guy's like oh Winona wants you to come to her dressing room to practice the songs and we're like we're not going on stage to do that and she was just so kind and so sweet I mean you meet some celebrities and they're just rude and just disrespectful yeah. she was so humble and so Aww. I mean, everything I thought she would be, honestly. Like, I was like, it's fine on the jet. I'm trying not to freak out. Like, <laughs> when I met Maxime, I was trying not to freak out because I'm at a funeral and Maxime's right. there. But anyway, I was looking for that picture. So I showed them some different pictures. And so I did a, fa a musical phase. I showed them Sanctified from college and things like that and how some of that got started and all of that. I went through a musical phase. I went through, like, a gospel stuff. I showed them some of my rock stuff. And then I went into... And I was like, and outside of that, I also have. And they're like, Miss Joy, how many jobs do you have? <laughs> so I showed them the book. And I said, the book. And I did this. And I was like, oh. And we have a company called Divine Detour. And this is what we do. Blah, 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 blah. And then I said, lastly, they were like, there's another thing. And I was like, yeah, there's another thing. I said, I have a show, a podcast called We Digress with Joy and Jess. And this is my business partner who helps me do all my stuff. She created the cover the book all the art all that stuff and they're like miss joy like you're on youtube oh so that is yeah i said yes i'm, I'm on youtube you're a youtuber miss joy do you have your own channel i said i do but we also have a we digress channel wait you have two youtubes <laughs> it would make you famous too because you know we're youtubers together podcasters it's true so. <laughs> hey, they, they I, did they were highly impressed though they thought you were cool because i oh. told them what all you do and they're like she she helps you like you guys are business partners that's cool miss joy you do so much and some of our parents were there some of the teachers and one of my one of the teachers is actually also one of my parents <laughs> so she's like i'm so good glad that our kids got to see like what you do like that's awesome because they got to see like what it is so they put context together like 
when we say Miss Joy has a show, like she's she's actually like doing something. So yeah. I showed them some pictures from Russia and things like that. And they were like, how long did it take to get to Russia? And I was like, a long time, long time. I wouldn't go there now, but. Probably not. <laughs> That's another story for another day. This is true. But yeah, it was, that was fun. So I, I did get to share a little bit about Divine Detour and some of the parents and were like, okay, let us know when you guys are launching and all that. We want to support that. I was like, well, you can always watch the, you, the I'm sure the kids have looked us up. I am pretty sure that they have used. Oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. They may not ever tell me. Some of them will, but. We know I'm you're there, sure kids. They looked us up. We know I'm you're sure there. I'm sure they looked us up. Hi. <laughs> That means do better because you'll hear us talk about Jesus. Okay. Because some some of their lives, Jesus, I'll just be like, oh, don't tell me no more. Don't tell me no more. I don't want to know. I don't want to be responsible. I just, I jokingly said the other day on Facebook, like, I need to put some more, uh, when I said oil, anointing oil mm -hmm. in my classroom, because I think it's worn off because these kids have lost their minds this week. Like, this week was insane. Uh, Tuesday, yeah. I don't think I sat down. The, the, the whole time I was at work last week is cool. I, I didn't. I didn't sit down. I don't think my boss sat down either. We were we were passing each other, going to different classrooms because all you heard on the walkie, Joy, Tony, Joy, Tony, Joy, Tony, <laughs> all day. My aide, thank God for her because she had to stay with the kindergartners because I was putting out fires all day between fights between kids, staff issues. More kids. There was literally, I had a list of parents to talk to. I was exhausted. I think that's when my voice decided to like be raspy again. Because I literally talked the entire day on Tuesday. I was like, I'm not supposed to be talking this much. <laughs> like, I cannot. No more. Uh, I was just like, oh my gosh. It was crazy. But yeah, it's the last week of school. And summer camp starts literally next Tuesday. I took these next two weeks off. Everybody, all the kids are like, "Make sure you come to summer camp." So the ones that are coming, I was like, "In two weeks." <laughs> I need to break from vacation, Miss Joy. Away from you. <laughs> my parents, you come. You gonna be at summer camp, Miss Joy? Mm -hmm, in two weeks. <laughs> That's right. One of my parents was like, "Tell Miss Joy, I'll see you in two weeks." That's right. See you in two weeks. <laughs> for real, for real. My boss is having a heart attack because I am not going to be there for the first two weeks of summer camp. He doesn't know what to do with his life. He don't know what to do with his life because I'm not coming today. I was like, listen, we're not even going to have that much kids. Fifth grade graduation was at nine. Kindergarten graduation is at 11. Normally I'm there, but I was just like, Tony, I am burning the candle at both ends. And I just absolutely cannot for my health, not even my mental health, but that too, but my physical health because I have had... These last two weeks with fibromyalgia has been a kick in the butt. Like I, I can barely move. I got back from Orange County at like two o'clock last night from kicking up the car and the dogs and getting, I now have to give the dogs peels now because mm -hmm. one of the dogs has bad allergies. So I had to like learn how to do that. You just bribe them with pretzels apparently. Yeah. But yeah. now the one dog doesn't need the pretzels for medicine because she doesn't need the medicine. But she's Phoebe the fat girl, so you have to give her pretzels too. If you give one, so, <laughs> yeah. So my aunt was showing me that because they're leaving today for Greece for two weeks. Fun. Yeah, everybody's going, but Eli. So 
I don't know. He doesn't like family vacations anymore. Like he doesn't want to go. It's not like he has to pay for it. They're, but he just, it's like, it triggers me. I don't know what that means. I love you, Elijah, if you watch this, but I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> family triggers you. I don't, I don't get it, but okay. God bless. I mean, but, family, <laughs> family, got a family. Listen, family is going to always family. It's been a lot. I think the other thing with, with that is just right now, I think everybody's going through a lot in general, family wise, and not just my family. I just meant, I mean, in general, like we were talking about spiritual warfare earlier about physical health, but it attacks families too. It attacks anything that God put together. (laughs) The enemy is going to want to bust it up. You know what I mean? That's his job. Oh yeah. When you get to me, sometimes getting mad at the devil is like redundant because when he's doing stuff, he's literally doing his job. That's what he does. That's who he is. That is his identity is to cause chaos, cause craziness. Yep. And then there are things that, you know, we do put on the devil that are not him, but I'm talking about the things that are actually him, the things that are, yeah. yeah. It's the devil or him. It's a, it's a being anyway. I don't know. That's a biblical conversation for another day, but, <laughs> but He's doing his job and our job is not to give in to his job, but because we are human in flesh, we don't always have the mindset when we're being attacked to be like, no devil, (laughs) I rebuke you, Satan. You know, we don't always have, that's not always our first reaction, unfortunately. Yeah. But that's why we have to continue to be fortified in the word and in prayer and seek seeking first the kingdom of God. Like that is such a, it's a basic thing, but it's not basic because if in all that we do, if we continue to seek him first, then, you know, I know the Bible says all these things will be added to you, but not only things will be added to you, the peace of God will overtake you. The love of God, the grace of God, the favor of God, those things that God, all the, all the characteristics of God that he in, He has inside of him that he willingly gives to us when we are ready to receive it. A lot of times when we're not receiving something from God is not because he's not giving, it's because we're not listening or it's because we're in our minds or in our own minds or we're so caught up in what's wrong that we can't see anything else. And so I, it's, there's been some warfare all around, not just physically, but going through families, causing burnout in families. I I know so many people that are helping with their grandparents, their parents who are going through phases yeah. of dementia. And that takes a lot out of the caregiver. Oh, yeah, because absolutely. Because you don't, you know, certain things are not their fault, but then there are certain things that you just like, you forget sometimes because you're just so frustrated. And there's so many people that I know personally that are going through that right now with moms, dads, grandparents, whatever, that they're helping take care of. And um, it's a battle, but. (sighs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why it says like in, in Ephesians six, which we're going through that armor of God series, you know, stand firm in the Lord and in his mighty power. That's the first directive, you know, Mm -hmm. all of, all of the instructions about, you know, the armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, this, you know, feet clad in the uh, shoes of peace. Yeah. The gospel peace. Um, (laughs) I was like, words, 
Uh, but all those things, like we're supposed to put them all on, but the, mm -hmm. but the only time that we are supposed to be strong is in the Lord and in his mighty power, because he's the one that does the battling for us. We're there armed up and ready to go, but we go in his power and his strength, not our strength. Because for that very reason, like withstanding the, uh, you know, scripture says that, you know, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against all this other principalities and powers and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's so far beyond the scope of our ability and our, the scope of our um, understanding that right. we have no option, but to rely and stand firm on the Lord and in his mighty power, because it's not yeah. beyond his scope of understanding and it's right. not beyond the scope of his power. No. And whether it's from just the natural fighting against the natural order of things, because yeah. we live in a broken fallen world, or whether mm -hmm. it's the 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 continued um, pervasive attack of the enemy, mm -hmm. all of those things have one thing in common, and that is that we are standing firm in the Lord and in His mighty right. power, and um, is the only way to combat them. You know, right? And I think the other thing that we we forget or we don't understand or fully are aware of is that nothing that we go through, whether it's our own choosing or the enemy or mm -hmm. warfare, whatever, none of it that we go through is, is, is not a mystery to God. Like he knew God gives permission. You know, we talk about that. I talked about Job earlier, everything that Job went through, everything that he was tried through the fire, he lost everything, all these things. God was fully aware of what was going on. He gave the permission because at the end of the day, he trusts our love for him enough to withstand whatever comes our way and to prove a lot of times we go through things, not just for ourselves, but it's to show somebody else how good God is. Mm -hmm. And we, though it's happening to us personally, it's happening to us for a reason. And I know a lot of times we don't want to believe that we don't want to see that. Um, I know I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm going through something for somebody to hear in a message 10 years from now or five years from now, a week from now or in a conversation or in a podcast episode, like you don't think about it until it's actually happening. I don't go through trials thinking I'm going through this for somebody else. I go through it. And when I'm out of it, I'm like, Oh, that's why you did that God. Well, and, there's, and there's that too. Well, and I think also like we have to remind ourselves that sometimes God, like there's this idea that God is doing all this stuff to us and he's not. Like, mm -hmm. I think that he allows things to happen. He does. Um, um, he could stop it, certainly. And that's a conversation for another day. Another day. You know? <laughs> um, because I've certainly asked that question a long time. Like, why won't you stop Bro, this thing? Or why, right? <laughs> right. Like, we've all asked those questions. But, like, just because we go through something, like, it doesn't mean that it's... It, it's kind of like when we talk about scripture, like the Bible was not written to us, but it was written for us. for us. And when we look at suffering and the things that we're going through and the trials and the difficulties that we endure, sometimes we are just going through them because it's, we're going through them. Yeah. The blessing comes that God is going to redeem those situations. Yes. He's going to cause good to come out yeah. of those situations. And so the good for that may be that we have a testimony to give somebody else. The good for that may be that we have a testimony for ourselves. We have an Ebenezer stone, so to speak, to go back and look mm -hmm. through and be like, here's what God has done for me. Here is this thing that I can say, you know, I, yeah. I made it through, you know, um, yeah. like Tremika singing goodness of God. Like to me that like, 
I don't know. Without I don't know being how. sick. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you're going to ever, like, not sob your way through that song. First off, because <laughs> it's that song. But then, it's that song, right? <laughs> but then it's then it's Tramika singing it. Like, with all that she has endured and all that God has brought her through. Like, yeah. so you sit there and you go, okay, these are not things that God is setting up for us to go through. But they are mm-hmm. things that he is going to bring good out of. Right. He will redeem the situation. Right. And I didn't mean it like he was setting us up, but he's fully aware that we're going to go through it. And though, yes, we go, why didn't you stop it? Because you knew it was going to happen. There's a reason that it has to happen. There's sometimes like, you know how when you, Jess and I don't have children as of yet, but we're aunts, I'm a godmother, all these things. And we have parents and there are times where our parents or I'll tell kids, you know, don't do X, Y, Z. Because if this happens, then this is going to happen. But sometimes they don't listen. And so you pull your hands back and you let them experience it on their own. And the moment it happens, they run back to the parent, run back to the auntie, run back to whoever to say, this happened to me and I don't know. And I got hurt. You know, they may fall. They may touch a hot pan and get burned, whatever the case is. After you fully have told them, don't do that. This can happen if you do that. Don't do that. It can fully happen. But sometimes people have to experience things on their own in order to understand why that shouldn't happen or why this is happening. And then they'll go back and they won't touch that hot stove again. They won't run in a place where you tell them not to run. They won't go and be, you know, as teens, go be in the relationship with the boy that you told them not to. They won't sneak out the window. You, they, you know, all the things that we, we tell them. And so sometimes God is that father. You know, because he has different roles in our lives. He's he's father, you know, some call him friend, you know, all these things. But he has that father role and that father role. Sometimes he's like, I know it's going to happen. Your mama knew you was going to sneak out the window and go meet the boy. And then y'all got an accident. She didn't know the accident part was going to happen. But she knew if you didn't do what you were supposed to do, something would happen. God does the same thing, I think, with us. He gives us instruction. He gives us warning. He tells us, and sometimes he doesn't, but he, there are times where he pulls back. Because at the end of the day, we have free will. And he pulls back. And when it happens, every single time something happens, it pushes, for at least for me, pushes me closer to God. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me where I should have been in the first place, you know, because, yeah, okay, yeah, that's basically what I was trying to say. I, I, yeah. think, I think we're saying the same thing. Except, yeah, it is. Except, like, you're coming at it from, like, when you do something and there's a consequence. And I'm coming at it from, like, crap just happens yeah and i believe both i was was just giving us i was just giving another option not either or yeah i know and i want to understand that that. i was not disagreeing with jess i agree completely i was also giving a different understanding a different perspective because those there's both do happen both definitely happen so um it's it's god's funny that's just that's he he is he's funny but I, I just really want people to understand, like, life can life, but God is still is going to be good. Amen. Things awesome. can happen and God is still going to be good. And again, this was not our topic today. We never got to it. I'm so sorry. We'll get to it next week. Tune in. But <laughs> or not a different subject. Who knows? Who knows? But tune in anyway. <laughs> but at the end of the day, no matter what we face, no matter what we go through, no matter the challenges, no matter how rough the week is, month, year, 
He is so good and he will always get the glory because like Jessica said, he's going to redeem those things that we go through and he's going to use it for his glory. Nothing you experience is just an experience and it's an experience for a reason. Um, I was talking to uh, Tramika last night on our way back from Orange County and I, I said something to her about the liberty and freedom of who we are in Christ. But when you don't realize how much freedom and you don't realize how much grace that you don't realize the depth and the love of God. It's like you subscribe to the basic patch package of Christianity. You just only want this box. You just want the basic. You don't need to deal with the upgrades because the upgrades with every upgrade in, in spiritual, you know, in your spiritual life, there will be some things coming because the higher you go in God, the more the understanding you get, the, you know, the greater understanding, the more, the deeper you get in the seeking first, the kingdom of God, all of those things, things happen. I mean, it's again, the devil's doing his job. He's angry. He doesn't want you to get closer to God. Duh. Um, but sometimes we have to step out of that basic package because if you're just in the basic package, you're not going to survive completely the things that happen. And I'm like, there's so many Christians walking through life, so many church members in just living in the basic package of God, where the upgrades are where the fullness of his glory are. Right. You just want to teach certain things from your understanding. You want to know things from a, we can't be babies in the word all of our lives. No. You got to grow. You got to Baby grow. food only works for so long. There has to get some meat on those bones. And I'm sorry, vegetarians, whatever cauliflower steak you want to add to that. I'm just using it as an analogy, but there has to be some meat. You got to get some meat in there, some, some sustenance, some nutrients that the baby nutrients were good when you were a baby. But now it's time to grow that basic, the basic bone. The higher you want to go in God and the things you want to do, think about the biggest goal and the biggest dream you have. You can't get there with a basic package. It's going to take all the faith you have. It's going to take a lot of prayer. It may take some fasting. It may take some time away from people. God may pull people out of your life and you may not understand it. He's going to put other people in your life. and You're going to be like, where did they come from? But if you're just subscribing to the basic package, none of that's going to make sense to you. So if I could say anything today that will make any sense and put all this together. Make sure that not only are you knowing God for yourself, but really get to know him in the fullness of who he is, because there's so many layers you can keep. You can read one verse in the Bible that you've been reading all your life and read it again with a different light and God to give you a different understanding. And you go back and you go, oh, that's what you actually meant. Not what I was just told that scripture meant, you know, so. That's my TED talk. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> he, Jesus says that he has come to forgive us life and life more abundantly. Mm -hmm. um, and that's abundant in all things. I think, I think that with, yeah. with the abundance on the good comes sometimes the abundance of, of difficulty and struggle as well, yeah. but he has overcome the world. So we take heart. Yeah. Yup. But you can't do sometimes it. Sometimes it keeps if you us humble. Yeah. Well, yeah. It keeps us humble. It keeps us grounded. Um, that that thorn in our side sometimes you know I, I that's how sometimes i look at fibromyalgia because it's not that i don't have, have faith that i can be healed i've seen people be healed from cancer oh yeah but there are some things that i believe are in our lives this is just me 
You know, there's no big revelation. I believe that are in our lives to keep us in a place and, and not in a bad place, not in a place of begging and sad and hurt. God doesn't want to see us hurt, but sometimes the thing that it, it keeps me grounded. I, it makes me rest. It mm-hmm. makes me stop. It makes me think. It makes me go back and see, okay, why am I in pain? It, it's the thing that goes, okay, you're flaring up. Sometimes I'm like, okay, God, what are you trying to say? Because I'm overdoing it or something. It, it's sometimes I think it's, it's my, it's my humbling. That's what I think fibromyalgia is for me sometimes. And it's not a bad thing. I'm not angry with God about it. It is what, who, who, it is what it is. And he's still who he is and he's still good. Amen. 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 And on that note, on that note, <laughs> thanks for hanging with us today, guys. We appreciate you and this sticking around with this like crazy digression. Yeah, this the crazy whole thing was a digression. Like episode. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, we, we when when we start feeling the Lord, we're going to give you a little sermon as it yeah. as we are prone to do. Uh, for more, who we are. <laughs> yeah, for more crazy sermons, uh, good stuff. Uh, you can check us out on our website, yep. joyandjess.com. Uh, you can send us an email at podcast at joyandjess.com. You Absolutely. can leave us a voice message on our website and maybe be included in a future episode. If you have questions or comments or things that you want to add to the conversation, we would love mm-hmm. for you to do that. You can also hit us up on Instagram at we digress with joy underscore Jess. Uh, and I think that's all the things. I think that's all the things. Yeah, but or do you definitely... can even go to Divine Detour to check out. Yes. It's, it's a little under construction-ish, but you can kind of see what we're working on and what we'll be launching this year. So yep. check it DivineDetourMedia.com. Um, and then also, ladies, if you were in the LA area, mark your calendar. September 23rd, September 23rd. Crafted Women's Conference is coming yes. to Bellflower. Uh, We're going to be located in Bellflower, which is kind of centrally located between L.A. and Orange Counties. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be good. We're really excited about that. September 23rd, break your calendars. Tickets are going on sale soon. Absolutely. Stay tuned. All right, y'all. Have a great week, and we will see y'all next Friday. See you next Friday. Bye. Thanks for listening. Check us out on the web at joyandjess.com. That's J-O-I-A-N-D-J-E-S-S.com. We'll see you next week.